Psalm 119. I began to look through my notes from staff meeting to see what passages, Brother Bill. Brother Bill, you're assigned what? Psalm 16. Psalm 16. So I, I thought I'd preach on Psalm 16 tonight. <laughs> Take Matt's Psalm 51. No, uh, and different ones have a different psalm that they're teaching. I think next Sunday night, Pastor Jeremy's doing Psalm, psalm 90. But I don't think anybody took Psalm 119. I thought, well, I won't mess anybody up. We'll just take a few minutes and look at Psalm 119. And so I began to work on Psalm 119 around 4 o'clock this afternoon. And I want to give you tonight, I hope you'll take notes. You, you got your pen ready? I want to give you tonight 101 benefits to reading the Bible. 101 benefits to reading the Bible. And they all come from Psalm 19. The truth of the matter is, um, I didn't write that this afternoon. So I found this in, in my file, and I thought, well, Psalm 119 might be appropriate. I want to give you some benefits. We won't do 101 tonight. We might do 10 or 15. If you're good, we'll do 20. If you're real good, we'll be out of here in 30 minutes, okay? If you say amen, we'll, we'll be out of here in 30 minutes. Amen. There you go. All right. Psalm 119. Normally what I do when I teach and preach is just take a text from the Bible and just read the entire passage. Well, how many verses are in Psalm 119? How, how many did Sister Mary say a few weeks ago? I call her Mother Mary. <laughs> uh, how, how many did she say? Well, there's 176. So we, we won't read all 176. We'll just go ahead and begin with a, a word of prayer. And then we'll dive into Psalm 119. Father, we thank you for the Bible. Lord, this incredible psalm gives us a focus on the Word of God. Lord, I'm thankful this evening that you've given us the Bible. Oh, Lord, how we love thy word. Lord, how it's enriched our life. God, we would be completely lost without the word of God, the wisdom of God, the guidance of God. Lord, I want to thank you tonight for this special psalm, Psalm 119. And 19. Lord, I pray that we will look at the benefits of reading the Bible and that we'll be people of the book. Lord, that we'll read the Bible, apply it to our life. God, help us to let the Bible shape us and mold us and make us into your image. Oh God, today we want to be like you. And we know the tool that you've given us Oh, God, is your word. Take your word and squeeze us, shape us, remake us, rebuild us, reform us. According to thy word, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. 101 benefits to reading the Bible. 
Roll up your sleeves. Number one, are you ready? Number one, it's, it's found in verse one. Did you know reading the Bible will actually cleanse you? By the way, do you know that we as believers need to take a spiritual bath every day? Look what Psalms 119, look at verse number one. The Bible says, blessed are the undefiled, underline that phrase, in the way, who walk within the confines, who, who, who walk in the sphere of the law of the Lord. Verse two, blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. Verse 3, they also do no iniquity. Why? They walk in his ways. Jump, jump up to, to verse number 9 in Psalm 119. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. And then go down to, to verse number 11. Your, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Did you know the Bible has a cleansing effect? But I think sometimes we're like our children. You, you remember when your children were small? You remember when your children were older? You know, you had to make them take a bath. I think sometimes God has to make us take a bath. And we need to come to what Paul says, the washing of the water from the word. Oh, we need to be submerged in the word of God and be cleansed through the Bible. You, you remember that great passage in John chapter 15? Man, I love John 15 where it talks about Jesus being the vine and we are the branches. Jesus looked at the disciples and said, now are you clean through the word which I spoke to you. And that word spoke is laleo, and it's even translated the word preached. You're clean through the preaching of the Word of God. You know, I can remember as a new more believer, I didn't grow up to church. I, I didn't, I, I never went to, to VBS and didn't know anything about the Bible or know anything about preaching. And I, I remember after I got saved and my pastor was preaching a series, you know, in the, in the Old Testament on, on Moses. And I can remember him preaching passages of Scripture and I can remember walking away after hearing him preach the Bible, I felt clean. Have you ever been in the Bible and you, you felt like I've been clean? Have you? Oh, that's what the Bible does. The Bible has a cleansing effect. So, number one, you need to read the Bible in order to stay clean. And then num number two, you, you may want to jot this down. Did you know reading the Bible will give you a boldness for Jesus? Look at, look at verse number six. In verse number six, the scripture says, then I would not be ashamed. 
when I look into all your commandments. I don't know about you guys, but does, does anybody else in this room have difficulty witnessing? Anybody? I, I do. I confess that I, I feel horrible. The, 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 the weakest point in my life as a believer is this matter of witnessing. And so I go really overboard working hard at, at witnessing. And the Word of God will give you new boldness. Do you know the Word of God will speak to you? Oh, man, the Word of God will give you something new and give you a special boldness. Can, can I show you something that I got this week from, from my Bible reading? This is my new Bible. I started reading through. This is my third time through the Bible. Somebody said, Brother Tim, why do you carry your Bible in a box? I buy four brand new Bibles every year. Every 90 days, I change, I read through that Bible, mark it, go through, and read another Bible. It might be a different version. This happens to be the Warren Wiersbe Study Bible. Oh, man. Can I hear a hallelujah? This is incredible. The notes are unbelievable. It is a blessing. Is Kurt here? Who, who is that? old gray-headed man back there. Is that Kurt? Kurt Thompson bought me this Bible? Oh, thank you, thank you, Kurt. Can I show you something? I mark every 90 days a Bible differently. I'm like you. I have wide margin Bibles where every page has notes and sermons and so forth. I've had many of those Bibles rebound. And, you know, I've walked around with those Bibles I've had for 20 years with all these markings in it. And really, it's impressive to, to look at it. It's really impressive. Look, stop worrying about impressing other people. Get you a new Bible. Mark that Bible. Stay faithful to the Bible. Look, I, I thank God we have the electronics. But when you come to church, bring you a hard copy of the Bible. Amen. Bring you something that you can write notes in and that you can, you can mark. I, I was reading this past week. I'm almost finished with the, the New Testament. started July the 1st. The other day I was reading. Listen to this. God spoke to me about this, this boldness in Matthew chapter 5. And I've marked it in a special way so I can, so I can see it. And I'll go back and find me another Bible to see how I marked that verse when I read it previously. But man, this verse did something. God spoke to me and God stirred me and God squeezed a little bit of boldness out of my heart. Have, have you ever had God do that? Can I show you what God, God did for me? Look at Matthew chapter 5. Look, this is fresh manna. I mean, it's right out of the oven. I didn't read it from somebody else. I got it straight from Jesus. Look at Matthew chapter 5. Man, it convicted me. Oh, dear Lord, help me as I prayed over this verse. I confessed this verse. I memorized this verse. It got into my heart. Look at it. Matthew chapter 5. Verse, look at verse 47. Jesus is, is, is talking. He, he's talking about loving your enemies. 
And then he says in verse 47, and if you greet your brethren only. Underline that phrase. Yesterday I went to the funeral home, Wallace Funeral Home in Milton, and man, just people after people and all the people you know, and I stayed over an hour just talking to people that, that, I, that I know. And it's easy to, to talk to the brethren. But I want you to underline that phrase. If you greet your brethren only, here's the question. Underline it in your Bible. What do you more than others? Isn't that incredible? If all you greet is people you know, what do you more than others? Does that get a hold of you like it gets a hold of me? Here's what we do. We, we come to church. We gather in our, write this down, this is a Greek word, holy huddles. Anybody ever get in a holy huddle? Here comes an unbeliever, walks right past us on a Sunday morning. Do you, do you have any idea how many unsaved people were here this morning? Huh? Hey, un, un, unsaved people were supposed to reach with the gospel, you remember, while we're here? I read it to you again. And if you greet your brethren only, what more do you then? What do you more than others? Do not even the tax collectors, the Gentiles, don't they do that too? I mean, you know better than a pagan, heathen, Gentile, if all you do is just gather in your holy huddle and you never talk to unsaved people. That, that particular day, I asked God to help me to say hi to every person I saw in the store. Somebody I saw, all the people I saw at the gym, all the people I saw at the church, all that I saw wherever I went to talk and say hi to people. Folks, do you know there's people all around us? People all around us. And the point is from Psalm 119, Psalm 119, the Bible will give you a boldness to talk to people. Man, I'm so weak. I'm standing up here preaching with two Bibles tonight. I'm going to shoot a double barrel shotgun at you. You know, you're going to get it both ways. But I'm thankful the Bible speaks to me differently every time. And I could look at that passage and see how God spoke to me from that passage and read it. And I, sometimes I don't even have any notations about that verse. God didn't say anything from that passage, but God said something from that verse on that particular morning. I don't have my telephone here, but I'll show you what I wrote down. Here's, here's, here's what I wrote down, and I'm trying to remember. That's why, why I wrote it down. I put it on my Google Calendar. I, I wrote down these words. If I don't love people more than I love myself, I cannot be Christ-like. 
If I don't love people more than myself, I can't be Christ-like. What more do you than others? Don't even the Gentiles do the same? Publicans and sinners do the same? Well, the Bible will correct you and give you a boldness for witness. And then number three, go back to Psalm 119. You know, the reading the Bible will help you worship. Oh my, I love to write down some worship. Some of the things that I worship God with. Verse number seven, I will praise you. How? With uprightness of heart. How? When I learn your righteous judgments. Have you ever been reading the Bible and God just put you into a a form of worship? God exposes to you to his righteous judgments and you call upon him in prayer and you begin to worship him. A few days ago when I was finishing up the last 90 days of my Bible reading, I went through Psalms and I can't remember if it was Psalms 65. Did you know that one of the names for God in the Bible is the word prayer? Did y'all, how many y'all, how many y'all knew that? One of the names for God is prayer. David said, O thou who hearest me, O thou who hearest me, God I bring to you my prayers. And God, that motivated my heart to pray. Who is God? O thou who hears prayer. He's the one who hears prayer. He hears my worship. I want to worship him. And I come to him. And I bring my needs to him. And I bring my burdens to him. And I get my my prayer list out of my boxy Bible. And I look at my little prayer cards. And I look at my little prayer list. And the various names of of people. And I began to, to worship God. O thou that hearest prayer. Reading the Bible will give you a boldness for Christ. Reading the Bible will help you worship. And then number four, number four, when you read your Bible, God actually becomes your teacher. I like to go into his classroom and I like to sit down and I like to say, oh, Holy Spirit, Spirit of the living God. Verse 18, what, what does Psalm 119, 18 say? Open thou my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of thy law. Holy Spirit, you're the teacher. Parakletos, you're, you're the teacher. Teach me thy law. Teach me the word of God. And I love it where the Bible says in verse number 12 of Psalm 119, blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. Look look at verse 26. Isn't this good? Look, Look at it, verse 26. I have declared my ways. You answered me. Teach me your statutes. And then verse number 33, verse 33, he says, 
Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes. I shall keep it to the end. Look at verse 102 of the Psalm 119. Verse 102, he says, I have not departed from your judgments. For you yourself has taught me. Have you ever been alone with God in his word and God just opened it up and taught you? Oh, God taught you. Do you know it's better than any seminary, I almost said cemetery, better than any seminary course I've, I've ever experienced. The word of God, God teaching me his word. Number five, jot this down. Did you know reading the Bible will give you great joy? Look at verse 14, Psalm 119, verse number 14. I have rejoiced in the ways of your testimony. Underline this, as much as in all riches. Oh, the Bible gives you joy, doesn't it? You need joy? Get in the word of God and joy will get inside of you. Joy will stir you up. Look, look, look at verse 35. He says in verse 35, make me walk in the path of your commandments. Look at this, underline it. He says, for I delight, I take great pleasure, I take great joy, for I delight in it. In the book gives me great joy. And that joy just begins to run over and you want to sing that song there's honey in the rock and the honey begins to overflow and anyone else who's around you you can share the honey of God's joy how many of y'all know what I'm talking about don't look at me like I'm standing up here by myself well number six reading the Bible will cause me to understand the ways of God. How in the world can you and I comprehend God? God's awesome. God is altogether holy, other world. God is merciful. God is awesome and unbelievable in all of his works. But reading the Bible will cause me to understand the ways of God. Look at verse number 15. Verse number 15 says, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. There'll be times where God shows me his ways in the word and I begin to contemplate on the greatness of God and that ushers me into worship that produces great joy. The spirit is teaching me and the flood blessings of God begin to come down and I take great pleasure, great, great pleasure in Jesus. Look, I know enough Christian. Have you ever met a Christian they had enough Jesus to make them miserable? Huh? Have you ever met someone like that? They just weren't in the word and they didn't have any joy or pleasure because they didn't understand the ways of God. Number seven, you may want to jot it down. Reading the Bible brings great rewards. 
Oh, my. When you begin to, to live out the word, God begins to give you great rewards. Look, look at verse 17. Verse 17 says, deal bountifully. That means reward. Deal bountifully, reward with your servant that I may live. How did he define his life? And keep your word. I want to live so I can keep your word. And then look at verse 21. Did you know number eight? Number eight, jot this down. Reading the Bible will keep you from straying. Did you know we're all prone to stray? Anybody else? Anybody here ever strayed? Huh? And the great shepherd took his staff and he pulled you back in. Have you ever had the great shepherd take that staff and just kind of tap you on the head? Huh? Some of you had a little dent in your head. Some of you... You're, you're showing us, you're, you're an angel, you're showing your halo, but really you're, you're sharpening your horns, aren't you? Well, here the scripture says that God will deal bountifully. He will keep us from straying. L look at verse 21. Verse 21, he says, you rebuke the proud. And he puts a slash and he defines the proud. How are they? The cursed who stray from your commandments. Can I confess to you? How many of you all confess your sin day by day? Half a day by half a day? Hour by hour? Can I confess to you? I have to confess the sin of pride every single day of my life. That is the root of all of the sins that seems to rise up in my own life. And I ask God to cleanse me of this pride. He, he says, you rebuke the proud, the cursed, who stray from your commandments. And pride will cause you to stray from God. And you'll do your own thing and go your own way and live the way you want to live. N number nine, write this down. Reading the Bible will provide you incredible advice. Look at verse 24. Verse 24. Psalm 119 says, Your testimonies also are my delight. Underline this. And my counselors. The Word of God gives the best counsel that I've ever read. You know, we, we at church, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know why it always comes my way, but there's people today seeking counsel. What makes a good counselor? You know, does he need to know the DSM-4, diagnose the five axis, 109.9 anti-adults? What is a, a, good, a good counselor? Can I tell you one of the great qualifications of a great counselor you better know the Bible. If you're going to help someone spiritually, biblical counseling, if someone needs spiritual counseling, you need to know what the Bible says. It doesn't matter what Sigmund Freud says or Rogerian methodologies. Or, and I understand those are good in medical, phys physical 
diseases and counseling. I'm talking about the Word of God. The Word of God, the best counselors know the book and will give you insight into your life through the Word of God. The Bible will provide incredible counsel. And then number 10, did you know the Bible will encourage you when you're down? How many of you folks ever been down? You, you're worse than a pity waiting for change. Look, look at verse number 25. I love it. Verse number 25. He, he says, my soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. Oh, my. I'm clinging. I'm crawling. I'm like a worm in the dust. I'm clinging, revive me, give me life according to your word. A a few years ago, a a, a gentleman asked Myra and I to go with him down, he and his his spouse to to Tim Hortons. Did you all ever go and drink coffee at Tim Hortons? What's What's in there now? Racks, that's right, racks, roast beef. Well, that was before Tim Horton. What's in there now? Bank, what was, what was the bank called? What was it called? It was, it's been called three or four things. It's called Tim Horton. We were in there with Tim Horton. And he looked at me, and Myra was there. She, she'll testify to this. He looked at me and said, Brother Tim, his wife was right there. And he said, Brother Tim, my wife is leaving me for another woman. I spit my coffee out, shocked, disbelief. She had been having a relationship with another individual in another state on a computer and had never met this person. But based upon what she discussed on the computer in this relationship, she divorced her husband, left her children, moved to a far away, far away state on the left coast. And she left her family, left her husband, who was heartbroken. You know, that guy was clinging to the dust. And he was crawling in the dust. And I watched him for months and days and would try to walk along by his side and encourage him and lift him up. But you know, the greatest encouragement that he'll ever receive is the encouragement of the Word of God. Well, would you jot it down? Number 11, reading the Bible will give you special wisdom and insight and understanding. I don't know about you, but folks, I need special wisdom. I need special insight. And I need great understanding. Somehow the word of God will produce this understanding. Look at at verse 27. I love it, what he he says. He says, make me understand. I I wrote, wrote down the word discern. Make me understand the way of your precepts. So shall I meditate on your wonderful works. And then verse number 34, give me understanding and I shall keep your law and and indeed I shall observe it with my whole heart. God's word gives you a special insight 
a special understanding and a special wisdom. And tonight, if you want to know the wisdom of God, it's the Word of God put into action through our daily life, looking at life from God's perspective. Humanism is looking at life through men's, man's perspective. But wisdom is looking at life through God's perspective. Number 12, jot this down. We're going to stop. We only have 100 or 96 more. I'm just kidding you. We'll stop in just a minute. Number 12, did you know reading the Bible will give you strength? Look at verse 28. Man, he says, my soul is like a, a snowman. It melts from heaviness. Have you all been there? Have you ever just melted because of heaviness? Verse 28 says, strengthen me according to your words. Make my legs strong. Help me to stand upright. Help me to walk with you. I'm melting because of this, this heaviness that's being produced on my life. Do you have any problems tonight? Do you have any obstacles in your life that you need to, to overcome? Can I tell you, you're not going to overcome those obstacles in your life on your own. You're not going to stand strong in yourself. You're going to melt like a snowman because the heat from the sun is going to reduce you to water. And God's Word is the only thing that can keep us standing when everybody else gets knocked down. Oh, my God, help us with your word. And then number 13, not only reading the Bible will give you strength. Number 13, reading the Bible will make you abhor sin. Oh me, God help me to hate sin like you hate sin. Hebrews 1.8, anybody know what it says? Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Thou hast anointed me above all of my fellow. God, help us to abhor sin. Look what verse 29 says. Remove, that, that word remove means to, to take away, to surgically cut out of my life. Remove from me the way of lying and grant me your law graciously. The, the Bible is, is, is truth. This is truth. The world wants us to believe that it's not based on truth. Uh, don't, don't you love all these talk shows? It, aren't they great? You know, you, you can listen to, you know, I don't know who's out there anymore. I remember there used to be Oprah. Y'all used to remember Oprah. And what about Jerry Springer? I mean, let's give a praise for Jerry. What about Jerry Springer? Huh? What about... What was his name? The, the guy, the, is it Provo, Maury? What's his last name? Maury who? How do you all know his name? Here's what we hear on talk shows. Well, I think 
I feel. I call it the gospel according to Oprah. And that's humanism. I think, I feel, we rationalize the things we believe by what we think. By the way, everybody has a, you know, an opinion. Uh, opinions are kind of like armpits. You know, everyone has one and they all stink. Yeah. Everybody has an opinion. But I like it when somebody says, the Bible says. God says. And, and I know today people are saying, you, you, you shouldn't do that. That's too authoritative. That's the only authority I have is this book of God. What does the Bible say? Did you know number 14, the, the Bible will help you make better choices? I'm, I'm going to stop with this one. We're not going to go to 15. We're going to go to 25. No, I'm just kidding you. Did you know reading the Bible will help you make better choices? Look at verse 30. Man, I love it. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments I have laid before me. Better decisions, better choices. I, I, I like this. My dad just kind of put this into my brain as a, as a kid growing up. He, he would say to me, Timmy, look, you, you don't choose what you're going to do. You choose who you're going to be around. They choose what you're going to do. And then I began to study the Bible, and the Bible says, they that walk with wise men, they shall be wise. But a companion of fools, what happens? Shall be, tell me, destroyed. Yeah, God's word gives you that, that wisdom. That's why you ought to read the Bible. Psalm 119 is a motivator to memorize the Bible. It's a motivator to study the Bible, to build your life on the Bible. Nothing's more important than the Bible. And God help us to learn the scripture. Would you pray with me?